thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am with the Greek god of wellness. He is the co-founder <laughs> of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, Marcus. I can't believe you've called me a Greek god. You is are that, a Greek is, god. Is that because of my surname being Christoph? It's because of your expanding muscles and chest <laughs> that is just getting bigger and bigger as you just hope to surpass the great Lawrence Tam. Uh, right, yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, let's, I'll just say yes. Thank you, mate. Great, it's so good to see you, and it's so wonderful to have you here at 100 Not Out Headquarters um, once again for yet another video recording. Love it. Now, Damon, this episode, very proudly brought to you by two incredible sponsors. The first one being Forage, in health, find, in nature, find health. Yes. Not in health, find nature. Well, it's a bit of both. In na- absolutely. In nature, find health. Go to foragecereal.com for more information. And secondly, and most importantly and excitedly for this episode in particular, this episode proudly brought to you by the 100 Not Out Greek Island Ikaria Longevity Retreat. Thank Nine you. nights, 10 days in Ikaria. For more information, go to 100notout.com. Registrations close Monday, Feb 29. Now, I'll tell you why it's exciting on this episode that we talk about that. If Ikaria is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, because who knows when we're going to go back. Then when we go over there, we are going to meet an incredible soul. Let me tell you about this in this guest. Robin Watley had a remarkable career in the show business game as a key member of the Gold Diggers group. She most prominently toured with the great Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, who I grew up with, with my mum blaring out through the speakers. And my grandparents. And your grandparents. Oh, wow. And Robin Watley was a big part of that. These days, Robin spends her time living the Ikarian lifestyle with her husband, David. She's a very keen health and wellness enthusiast. She travels the world teaching body talk, Reiki and massage. But most importantly, she's living, breathing and witnessing the 100 Not Out lifestyle day in, day out in Ikaria. To find out more, let's cross over to Ikaria and give a very warm welcome to Robin Watley. Robin, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Marcus and Damien. Robin, it's very good. early morning here. Yeah, look, thank you so much for getting up so early. We know that it's uh, very early over there. And um, on Ikarian time, 7.30, not even the sparrows are awake. I understand. <laughs> Especially after uh, most nights when they have the Panagiris, which I know that you know those are the festivals, which I believe there's, a, there's one or two that week that you all will be here. After those nights that go all night long with the music and the dancing and the singing, um, there's nobody moving in the little villages <laughs> next morning <laughs> till 11, 12, something like that. Oh, it makes me even more excited to be coming over to Ikari in June. I just cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Now, before coming on to this podcast today, um, Marcus and I were watching some YouTube clips of you, and I must say, quite a dish. Quite a dish. Beautiful. <laughs> and I loved your voice and I loved I loved the group and I loved how you all, you know, moved together in synchronicity. Can we expect some of that in your career? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Is there gonna be a Gold no, Diggers my- reunion when we get over there? We do. We do have reunions. We just had one uh, recently in this last summer. Uh, and every five years or ten years or something like that, we get together and uh, one time we've done a show and those are always sell-out venues. But yeah, it was an amazing time of life and 
it's uh, it never goes away because this year I think you might be familiar. It's Frank Sinatra's 100 year um, birthday anniversary. Wow. Uh, it was in December, so they everything on the radios and TV and the internet. It's all been about Frank Sinatra and his life. And yeah, I was very lucky to have performed and uh, traveled with him and with Dean Martin uh, and all the different legends. I mean, Bob Hope and all of these. And Damien, I just want you to know when Marcus said that his mother was a big fan of Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, and you said, yeah, and my grandparents too, I had to do a check with my heart on that comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it is, is um, I love Christmas carols. I love Christmas music. And, uh, and so I grew up listening to Christmas music at Christmas. And every single second of the day, I would put Christmas, and I still do put Christmas music on from December the 1st all the way through till December 25, and I love it. And my family and all my work colleagues go mental. But the three people that I have singing are Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and Bing Crosby. And so I love it to, to bits. And so to hear the, the crooners and to know that you were singing with them, I'm absolutely wrapped. I love it. Well, at the time, um, I sang with them for about 14 years, and of course, we're talking half a lifetime ago. You know, I'm a grandma now, but <laughs> this was back in the heyday, you know, when I was like in my 30s, and actually in, yeah, about my 30s, late 20s, 30s, and we, we traveled the world, and they were paying us for all of this, of course, right? And uh, we did TV shows, and the specials with Dean, and just, it was an amazing, amazing opportunity. And we would stand backstage after we came off and just watch these masters because it was like being in a, um, a PhD program for entertainment. You know, these were the, the legendary entertainers of that whole century. So, yeah, that was a great time of my life. Did, did you meet Jerry Lewis? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've oh. done his television, um, his telethon a few times, yeah. Oh, that's wow. Yeah. So, I, I know Damien and I, we probably want to ask you so many questions, and I'm sure we'll so say, many people want to do this, say. but we'll ask you all of those questions when we're over there in your career, when we're at one of the, I still want to pronounce the names of these festivals or parties correctly. How do we pronounce these festivals again? Panigiri. Panigiri. It's good. Incredible Panigiri. festival, Damien. We've got one, maybe two of them whilst we're over there. But I want to ask you, know, you so as, many things. As a singer, I've, you know, when we do a show, you do either like a one-hour show or if you're a, a normal singer with a band doing just club work, which I've never done that, but, you know, people do one or two or three sets, which means one or two or three hours, per se. Okay, then the first Panagiri that I went to here in Icaria, I don't know what I was expecting, but the singers and the musicians do not stop. They do not take breaks. And they play for 16, 17, 18 hours. Wow, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's an amazing party. I was in awe. Just total awe. The, the people in Ikaria, the Ikarians have stamina that I have just never come across in my life. Like, you know, you know the whole thing with the blue zone and the, the, uh, the aging, how they live very long, healthy lives. Well, just to... To confirm that, um, I have a relationship with a hundred and four and a half year old woman. Her name is Yoana, but everyone calls her the Yaya because that means like grandmother. So she's kind of like the grandmother of the village where I live. 
and she's 104 and a half and I just did my winter projects of weaving rugs because that's what she has set up this weaving center for is to pass on the tradition to the children and to the women to anyone that wants to learn how to do this ancient traditional way of weaving the rugs and she is the cutest thing in the world you've seen her picture actually you might not know it but uh, if you've seen the CNN um, articles or the TV shows or the New York Times or the London Times one of those articles her picture a lot of times is in those because uh, yeah. she's beautiful yeah she's in a blue uniform she has a like, whitish gray hair and I'm pretty sure she thinks when she was asked what's the secret to your longevity I'm pretty sure she said Pepsi um, not her she Wrong says honey <laughs> Yeah, she says, "Honey, that you know, one day, okay, one day we're sitting there and uh, I'm weaving at the at the loom. She's sitting there taking a threads out of a sock and making a ball because she's going to use that to create something. And she stops and puts it down in her lap and she looks at me, and I speak just real basic baby Greek, but I understood her. And she said, y "You know what I do to stay so healthy." I have a teaspoon of honey every day, right? And then she put her head back down and started continuing her work again. So it's like this little pearl of wisdom that I got. That's incredible. Um, there's so much. I, I, I want to meet Joanna when we go over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. And um, weave the rugs and learn about the wisdom of this. But there's so many questions that we have for you, Robin. The first one I'd really love to know is, and I'm sure a lot of people would like to know, there's 8,000 people on in Korea. You and David are two of them. You obviously grew up in America. What was the catalyst for the shift over to this beautiful Greek island? Well, it was a quite a large catalyst, if you want to. <laughs> That's actually a great word. Uh, we were living in the Caribbean on another island, and uh, there was a huge uh, Category 5 hurricane, which did a big shift in our life. And so my, my husband, David, had lived in Greece on another island in the Cliclotics um, called Amorgos. And he'd lived there for 10 years. This was in the past. While I was singing, he was uh, building a house on this Greek island. And he always wanted to retire back in Greece. So we decided at that point after the hurricane in the Caribbean to to uh, have the world as our oyster. I like to look at it that way instead of, oh my God, where are we gonna go? Because <laughs> our whole home was just totally leveled by the 210 mile an hour winds. And, uh, and so we ended up looking around Greece and we had heard about Ikaria. Um, not a lot, but my, my husband had a friend that 40 years ago had mentioned that she was from Ikaria. And then someone said, oh yes, that's a real different type of island. It's not touristy. And that's what we like. We don't want touristy. We want, if we're making this huge move, we want to do the real thing. So we ended up in Ikaria. And um, the more we stay here, we've been here eight and a half years now, the more we're here, the more it seeps into you. And that's why when you guys come, um, just like when the Blue Zone people came, they were going around interviewing everybody. And they started very slowly because they weren't here long enough um, but slowly you start to see it's a different place people here uh, I heard Thea talk to you about the time well that's totally true no one wears a watch and the time is now so you get whatever you get done 
and it was hard for us to adjust at first because, you know, being from America, usually everything is done, you know, being from a more modern, let's put quote, quote, modern world. And here it's, you know, if you have a rendezvous on uh, Monday to have your doors fixed or whatever, that might take you three or four months at some time to have someone come up and fix it. But after you realize that all of it gets done when it's supposed to be done, then you relax into that. But it's very, very different from anything that anyone's ever heard about. And when they come to visit, I mean, your friends will just soak up this fresh air and the, the food's amazing and everything is so healthy here. You just can't help but have it soak into your, to your being, to your soul, so to speak. It's, uh, it, it sounds like the things that dreams are made of. And, uh, and we're both really excited about it. And I know all the people that are, who have booked to come with us are very excited about it. I'm fascinated, Robin, do they ever play up? Because it seems like it's uh, beautiful air, beautiful <laughs> food, lots of fun. Is, is there anything, do they do anything bad? <laughs> are they naughty at all? <laughs> well, there's only a few policemen on the whole island because it's not really needed. I mean, we leave our doors open our car doors are open. Um, there's, there's, there's no the children. This is what you'll love to see. The children run around totally free, holding hands, skipping through the little village, uh, because everyone knows who they belong to. So everyone basically is keeping an eye out, and it's, it's totally safe that way. The naughty, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But on a serious level, you don't have. I can't think of anything. So on a on a on a deeper level, there's no um, major problems with violence, drugs, rape, anything of that. Just general crime. Just general crime. It's not a. It's not a major. I mean, with two two policemen, I'm sure the answer is no. It's not a major trouble. No, it's not. There's only eight thousand people here, and there's sixty two villages, so it's very spread out. And everyone is pretty private and independent. I mean, that's what I've really noticed here is there's a lot of levels. I, I like to think of it as a level of safety that's here. And there's a like a level of independence with these people. They are so independent. And there's a level of freedom because you can roam around the island. No one will bother you. You're, a woman coming here could walk down naked in the middle of the night and no one would bother her. It's just an amazing feeling. And there's a level of appreciation with the people. They know what they have here. This is and that's why not a touristy place, because none of the locals want, uh, want it to change and become like a, not that it ever could, but they don't want it to become like a Mykonos or Santorini where it's all tourist. I mean, that's not Greek anymore. This, this is the real thing you're coming to. It has its flaws. The, like the roads are, are quite uh, in need of some help. Um, but that's about the worst thing you're going to do. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that's remarkable. I kind of want to go into something that you mentioned there, and Damo, this might require your business head for a moment, but I do remember in business world talking about when you go above a number of 150 in a business, you begin to lose quality for a better term. So it's then important to create another team of another 150 so that you don't have too many people trying to do too many things. And when, when Robin just spoke about 8,000 people, 62 villages, I, I kind of did my maths, it's somewhere between 120, 130. So you imagine every village of say 120, 130, everyone would know everyone mm. as Robin is saying. Mm. And a lot of that reason is because it doesn't 
they're not too big. Mm. You think of you know where we are in Brighton, Melbourne right now. You've got forty, fifty, sixty thousand people in that suburb per se. Mm. It's it's easy to to understand on that level why people aren't comfortable for their kids to go outside of the front door and the rest. But when you've got a village, a suburb, if we call it, hundred and twenty people, it's a you can see how safe yeah. everyone would feel. Mm. Yeah, that's. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I was thinking, I did the maths as, as well. I was thinking, wow, that's only about 120, 150. Yeah, that's amazing. Sounds really fascinating. So I'm kind of curious. And each one of those villages in the summertime um, has one of these Ponteguides because the Ponteguide is not just a, <clears throat> a wild party night by any means. Where it stems from is that they are honoring the saint of the village because each village has a church and then... Um, the, it'll be like Agio, like the one close to me is Agio Yanni. So on June 24th, which is during that week that you're here, there will be a Panagetti near my house. So my husband and I and whatever friends are with us, we walk down through the woods and to this um, to this Panagetti that is celebrating the saints. And um, like I said, it goes all night with the musicians that don't ever stop. And in the middle of this one, there's bonfires, and everyone jumps over the bonfires after 12 or 1 o'clock, whenever they light them. And uh, so there's underneath, there's a core belief system of honoring the saints. It's a remarkable story. It's an incredible, I just, I don't think, as I said to Damo, or maybe one of our attendees on the phone the other day, I don't think we can quite comprehend what we're in for when we're yeah. off. I don't think you will be able to until you come. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to and ask you, we ask this a lot of our guests on 100 Not Out, but as someone that's been in your career for eight and a half years, what is your daily diet? Like your breakfast through to dinner, is it is it very Korean? Can you take us through like a meal by meal if you'd be kind enough? Because I'm, I'm sure, not just myself, but people find this fascinating. Okay. But first, I just wanted to um, to finish off with that last thing about the Ponteguides. What you and all your, your uh, friends can look at is go to YouTube and just type in, you know how you do searches on YouTube, type in Ikaria Panagiri and put Christos Rajon or put Evdalos, which is the one of the big port towns, or Agio Kirikos, which is the, the main capital of the island. So any one of those, they all have Panagiris. So you can actually see it live and that would be helpful for you to... Um, to link your people up with that. Fantastic. And then, now to food. Okay, my husband, as uh, most of the Ikarians, uh, we have six gardens where we live. We have a waterfall in our backyard. We have, uh, I don't know how many um, trees that are about 400, 500 years old. We've been told that they're up to 800 years old, but I'll say 400. Uh, 18 cherry trees, uh, plum trees, fig trees, lemon trees, olive trees, all that's on our land. And we're talking about an acre, maybe an acre and a half. We have a stream and all of that. And um, so my husband during the summer, starting March, April is the planting season. And so during the summer, we eat everything out of the garden. So he grows everything. And this is what most of the people do. They grow zucchini, eggplant, tomatoes, lettuce, peppers, um, corn, you name it, all the different herbs. And uh, so there's an amazing amount of vegetable dishes. That'd be for our lunch, you know, vegetable dishes mixed with maybe rice or pasta and a beautiful big salad. 
breakfast is. I like to have the Greek yogurt with the Ikaria honey. Um, there's nothing better than this Ikaria honey. <laughs> it's just oh, great. White. Mm. Yeah, and um, and so the, we do ours the differently. Most of the Ikarians eat their bigger meal during the afternoon, like the Yaya. When I was with her last week, she eats her big meal in the afternoon. Uh, my husband and I are still on our our life schedule, which we eat our bigger meal at night. Um, which is not as healthy as what the Ikarians do. And, you know, it's a known thing. You should eat like around 6 o'clock so your stomach can rest and everything. Um, but, yeah, everybody stays pretty healthy. And you're doing so much walking during the day. And it's like uh, you feel like a little kid here because there's so many things to explore and there's so much freedom and the air is so wonderful and all that when you're outside. So there's just a lot of exercise. Um yeah, it, it's a pretty healthy place. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, my husband turned 70 years old, like five years ago, and I went around, and this shows you how naive I was. I went around because in America, that used to be a big deal when you turned 70. You made a big deal out of it. So I was going around saying, oh, this is a special day, and they said, why? You know, and I said, because Andres, you know, my husband is, um, is 70 years old today. And they looked at me like, yeah, so? <laughs> because when you're with people that are 90 and they're out in their fields, you know, working with their grapes or they're 104 and, and going to work every day at their little weaving shop, you know, um, what is 70? What is 75? So you feel useful here. Yeah, it is. It's it's totally. <laughs> oh, it's so fascinating. I've looked up some images of the uh, of the Panigiri, and uh, it looks like the biggest zorba ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It looks zorba time, times two thousand. Yes, it's uh, it's incredible. Now, I'm interested, Robin. Do you have many other American friends um, that have moved to the island of, of Ikaria to live the lifestyle? Do you, do you find that people lust after what you've got and want what you've got? Do they make the transition themselves or is it kind of one of those things that people go, oh, I wish I did that too? Yeah, more of the second. Um, a lot of people, like we have tons of visitors. Everybody that lives here has tons of visitors during the summertime. Because who wouldn't want to come to a paradise, right? And go to the beach every day and, you know, eat, do everything we've been talking about. But they don't want to leave their whole life. It's just too complicated. If they have kids and the house and the mortgage and the cars and the work and all that, yeah, they can't. So it's a dream for most people. So we are living the dream um, in one way, I'm sure, for some people out there. We love the idea. Yeah. Love the idea. I just, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Really enjoy looking forward to um, Was it Thayer who said to us on a recent interview that you and I might end up leaving a career with a block of land or a, yeah. a, a plot of... It wasn't uh, me, no. <laughs> it just sounds so idyllic because I think Thayer keeps on saying that you won't just come back once a year, you'll come back twice a year and then it'll become like a second home and then I can just imagine, Damo, that uh, in the years to come, we might have a yeah. block over there <laughs> with 800 year old trees <laughs> and goats. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do that. They'll come one time and it hits some people. It just it hits on a soul level. You know, they just something inside them it clicks. And so those type people will come back mm. every year for vacation. I've met them. Some will move here. You know, we do have a lot of expats here, but um, I think there's only one other American couple that we've heard of. Um, and most most anyone that does come here that's a 
um, an outsider, so to speak, from Ikaria. Yeah. They are. They have Greek roots. Date my David and I don't have Greek roots, so we're a little strange in that way. I think we're the only uh, Americans here with no Greek roots at all. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Some of the. Some of amazing things that, that I've found that I think I would like you to know about is um, like when you go to a restaurant in any place I've ever been, Paris or what, you know, any of the, the main places of the world, and even think about this, Marcus and Damien, when you go to a restaurant, a lot of times they're rushing you out because, you know, they want more people to be able to sit at the table and, you know, thus they, the restaurant makes their money. Here, you have to get up and go find the waiter or the owner to get your bill because they will never bring your bill to you. That, yeah. that's, uh, they think that's very rude. They think that would make you think that they want you to leave, and so they would never do that. So, so thus it goes back to that time. You just can relax, and there's no guilt here. Like if you're going to the beach or, or somebody sees you just out for a walk, you know, they actually yell, Calobano means good beach, have a good beach day. You know, in the modern world, you're supposed to be working all the time. Yeah. Oh, there's, look, <laughs> I mean, there's, sneak there's so many principles into the art of living that we're looking forward to experiencing um, when we're in a career. Really look forward to meeting you in the flesh whilst we're over there, Robin. It's been incredible to glean your wisdom to hear your story and to really as i say get an insight as to how the ikareans live for people that are listening that that aren't coming to ikaria and are really interested in coming along we may still have spots so have a look at www.100notout.com but even if you know you're not coming there's so much to learn from this interview in itself things like not rushing people that's Things it. like not focusing on the time. That's right. Uh, not having to go to bed at 10 o'clock because that's what you said. You can go and have a party mm. and, and enjoy. So, yeah, thanks again so much, Robin, for sharing your story and your wisdom. We look forward to seeing you in Ikaria. I'd love to see both of you. Thank you for the interview and um, good luck. We'll see you when you get here. Absolutely. So this has been another great edition of 100 Not Out. Thank you, Damon, for your wisdom as always. Thank you, Marcus. Great to be here. And if you'd like to learn more information about what Damien does, go to damienchristoff.com. For more on myself, go to marcuspierce.com.au. There are many ways to engage with us on this episode. Go to facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out. And also check out the entire range of wellness podcasts available at thewellnesscouch.com, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.